You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hey guys, it's Mike from Managemental Podcast here. And as you guys know, we are part of Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. I wanted to let you know about one of the great shows within the network. The future of what? We all listen to music, but what's happening behind the scenes can be a mystery, even for insiders. Get a look into the recording industry with the future of what podcast. Each week, host and Kill Rockstar's president, Portia Sabin, delves into a topic of interest to music industry professionals and fans alike by discussing important issues with great people who work every day to help artists succeed. Upcoming episodes include conversations with Open Mike Eagle, Top Shelf Records, and a peek at how songs make it into shows like Atlanta. Find The Future of What online at killrockstars.com slash thefutureofwhat or on your favorite podcast app. And I'm here to tell you, as somebody who does a music industry-based podcast like Managemental, this is another great resource for you out there. They cover different genres and have different guests, and it's really an incredible show. The reason it was brought into the network was I was such a big fan of it. So thanks to Portia and her crew for putting out great episodes week by week by week. Check it out. Take care. Jabberjaw. Are you looking for a new set of scrims or a backdrop for your live show? What about merch flags to have at your merch table or online store? Artistflags.com has the lowest pricing and the best quality around. Their prices start at $119.00 and they can work with you to keep your budget in mind while helping you choose the best material and sizes for your band. Use the coupon code MENTALFLAG to get $30 off your next order. I've personally used them to get flags for Darkest Hour, scrims for Lorna Shore, and many other artists in recent years. So thank you to artistflags.com. So head on over and use the coupon code MENTALFLAG. M-E-N-T-A-L-F-L-A-G for $30 off your next order. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Managemental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners and the aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. Yes, the struggle is real, my friends, but let us help you uncover some of the mystery that is this challenging business of rock and roll. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and I am excited to be here today. As always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, a record label owner, fellow artist manager, and roadmap to the stars, Mr. Mike Mowry. Sorry, anytime I hear the words break down the walls, it makes me think of one thing. Youth of the day. Physically strong, morally straight, positive youth, youth of the day. <laughs> All right. I've obviously lost my mind, and it's funny. I was Googling uh, something real quick, and I didn't realize Asking Alexandria has a song called Break Down the Walls. But, yep. Here we are, rocking it as always. Happy Sweet 16. I got your brand new car parked out front of your house, Mr. Blasco. 
for all of <laughs> nice. your hard work and turning uh, Managemental uh, into its 16th episode. So having a blast, and uh, let's get into it. Yes. In our last episode, we talked about band agreements and why it is very important to have one. It was a super cool episode, so check it out if you have not already. This week, we received an email from one of our listeners and student of Mike's 60-day to signable course. His name was Jeremy Miller. Based on his suggestion, I thought it would be cool to dig into the subject of perseverance in the music biz. This is going to be bitchin', so let's get mental. So, Mike, what is new in your world? You know, Mr. Blasco, I sent out a tweet yesterday that said, I'm living lifetimes in a day, which is a lyric from an old band that I used to listen to back in the 90s. And uh, it resonated with me because I swear to God, it seems like any given day, I feel like I'm living and trying to do three times as many things <laughs> as maybe I should be doing. But that's okay. I'm feeling amped and I'm feeling positive and I'm fighting through allergy season here in the District of Columbia in Silver Spring, Maryland. And last weekend, I just went to Launch Music Conference up in Lancaster, PA. And um, what an awesome time that was. Yeah, t- I mean, t- tell us about it. I've never, I've never been there. And uh, so did you talk on a panel? Like, like what, yeah. was the, what was the jam? I think this year was their ninth year, which is pretty incredible. And they'll turn 10 next year. So I'm hoping that they, uh, you know, throw a big shebang. But I've been going, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm terrible at, at counting. Well, I'm not bad at counting. But like I say with most things, like I don't count the years. I just make the years count. So however long I've been going, which has been at least a handful of years, um, I've had a great time and I've watched it grow into something that's really cool. I mean, for better or for worse, you would call it a very miniature South by Southwest taking place in downtown Lancaster, PA, which is very cute, quaint, you know, city within Amish country, you know, in the state of Pennsylvania. They throw it at the Marriott Hotel, which is where all of the activity goes down. And then they do shows not only there, but they also do shows, you know, at other venues um, throughout the city. What I really like about it is, you know, if you and I go down to South by, you know, even though we're great pals, we might see each other a couple times at a few various shows. Maybe we sit on a panel together. Maybe we have time to have a dinner together or lunch. But by and large, we're seeing each other two or three times tops. You know, the thing about a, a festival like Launch is you're seeing all of the other panelists, you know, who are some great people. Tim Bohr from UTA was there. Kevin Lyman and his staff were there. Carl Severson from Good Fight. You know, a lot of people that I really like were there. And you see them a bunch because it's so confined. And that works very well for the attendees, too, because, you know, there's not a massive separation at any point between, you know, the attendees and the the panelists. So, for instance, you know, after after the day is done and before the, we go off to the showcases, you know, all, most of us will hang in the hotel bar, grab a drink, commiserate. And the people that are attending, you know, the, 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 pan, I mean, sorry, not the panelists, but the, um, you know, the people attending the conference, they come and they find people and, and we're all very approachable and we have some really cool, great conversations. So it's awesome. That's, 
That's all. And what do you what do you think the turnout of that is? I mean, we're talking like 500 people. Like, think, how big I'm is this thing? I'm thinking closer to between a thousand and fifteen hundred would be my guess. You know, it's a little bit tough because I know they split people up, and you know, and then you got bands. You know, there's probably like three or four hundred bands. So if all three or four or five members show up, you know, that's where you kind of get to those um, those numbers. But again, it's really cool. And and what I like, and this is what we'll talk about. You know, with, with Jeremy who who came to launch, and we met briefly. You know, he'll test like there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different advice that people give, you know, as you and I know, uh, and we talked about right before we started this episode. I mean, we get along, which is why we decided decided to start this podcast. But our advice is not the only advice. There's plenty of other advice out there, which, you know, I think in some ways people might say, well, crap, I was hoping that there was one surefire way and source and place that I could go to to get all of the tricks to be successful in the industry. <laughs> and we say, well, you know, there isn't. There's just, uh, you know, we have one. But again, you and I don't agree on everything, which is what's really fun about what we do here on this podcast. Yeah, man. I mean, look, it's about uh, it's about applying the it's because it, it, there, yeah, there is. It, look, if there was one surefire secret of success, then you and I would be doing this podcast from like the Bahamas somewhere with like a, a, an umbrella in my coconut drink, right. With my toes in the sand, like, you, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's all about like taking, taking in the advice and then applying it to how it works for your situation. You know, I, and I think that that's really the only, that's the best way. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, completely. But, um, I mean, you know, our, you and I are here and our paths have crossed because of our experiences. And though they are overlapping, they are not identical. And that's what makes our opinions different. I think what brings you and I together is we operate from a point of wanting to help others. And this industry is not always full of people who want to help others. You know, there's people that go to conferences and it, though their service of ser of going on a panel, you know, hopefully does help others, they might be there for the reason of, you know, they just wanted to get the hell out of town. They like to hear their own voice, you know, whatever it may be. And, and though some of us on the call here might be guilty of some of those things, you and I do want to try to allow the people who are navigating their way through this incredibly you know, interesting and precarious business, we want to be able to say, look, we have learned some things because we have experienced them. You got to get your own experiences, but maybe we can help you, <laughs> you know, yeah. avoid some of the pitfalls that we have run into or seen through the many um, situations of, uh, you know, of working with bands. No doubt. Well, Jeremy, who you met at launch, who is in your uh, 60 Days to Signable course, he wrote us and he inspired today's episode. He writes, first, thanks for doing the Managemental Podcast. Like you always say, you do it for us and I appreciate that. I met Mike very briefly at Launch Music Conference, and I'm really excited for the 60 Days to Signable class coming up. I've noticed a lot of different, quote unquote, music business help sources contradict others, and I hear a lot of different opinions on the state of the scene slash industry and how to get big with your music. I get it. Different tactics work for different people, and like I've heard Mike say, that there's exceptions to everything. Yeah, I mean – 
he's exactly right. You know, I felt really good at launch this year. I felt like it was in a really, you know, fun place. I, I, I reminded myself that as serious as, you know, guys like you and I take this business and we have to take it seriously because as much as we are in charge of our own careers, we're in charge of, you know, our clients' careers. And we have to approach those with different, you know, mindsets and intentions. I can be a complete goof when it comes to my own career if I want, but I can't be a complete goof, you know, when it comes to my developing artists or my established artists, you know, careers. Uh, but I, I had a good time with it, and I just felt like I was in a good place and a good place to be able to give people advice this year. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad that Jeremy came and, and said hi to me. I do remember him coming up to me and – you know, and I'm excited that he's in the course. By the time this episode airs, the first course, um, you know, the first night will already have taken place because tonight is the night we get at it. And I'm excited about that, too. We put together, I mean, Blasco, I got to show you this stuff. I'll send it to you. We, we've outdone my expectations of what this course is going to be. I'm elated by what we're offering people. That is awesome. Uh, anyway, Jeremy continues into his uh, letter to us. He says, but I've personally noticed what works best. You know, this is from his perspective. Number one, having killer music, that's obviously the main thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting because that's what you're always going to hear, or at least you should hear. And that is what resonates over the course of a career. Um, it was fun. When I was driving back from launch, I listened to unstoppable recording machine have you listened to that podcast with aisle and joey sturgis and uh joel at all blasco not yet but i will be a guest on that podcast at the end of the month dude it's killer you know of course so much of it depends on who they're interviewing but they interviewed uh kevin Cherko, you know the producer and of course though i know the name and know many of the work that he has done to listen to his story and listen to his perspective based on his experiences was just incredible. And it really, you know, it, it does. It dovetails well with what you and I talk about on, you know, the podcast. But music is subjective. Everything we're doing here is subjective. You can have, quote unquote, killer music that doesn't actually connect with people. You know, and so the reason I'm thinking of this is he was talking about radio hits because he's a radio guy. I was talking about a lot of David Bowie stuff, you know, and he was just like, you know, if you if you judge it by the traditional way that you would judge, you know, a song supposed to be on the radio, it doesn't add up. But it's but it's so good that it that it pushed through like some of the formula stuff, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, whatever chorus. So um, but yeah, you got to hone your craft, man. You got to hone your craft. And if you're a musician, that means putting in the work to get killer music. It all starts with the the music for sure. And like, let's not overcomplicate what killer music is. Like coming out of the gate, and I've said this before, man, it's like you don't got to overthink it. Because I was like, I was thinking back to like some, and you, and I'm sure that you can, you know, throw in your own here. But like, man, like the, the things that made me want to like, like get excited and drive fast and be in a band and just really just like speaks to me, like speaks to like my heart is like not perfectly written or recorded stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like black Sabbath and like black flag and, and just like, it's just like, or, or even misfits. Like th these are, 
there's like a vibe there. There's a thing, there's a brand, like there's like an image, right? There's something that speaks to the individual, but it's not like, but you don't got to overthink it. You know, it doesn't have to be like some perfectly well-produced, well-written Kevin Churko level radio hit thing. Like you just got to get it to where it's the best that it can be and get it out there and just start to see if it resonates. Right. I mean, that's just my opinion. No, I mean, I think you're spot on and I think, you know, we can go look at, you know, any number of the history of artists that you and I have managed. You can look at any number of the history of artists that Kevin Churko or any other, you know, very well-known producer, you know, has done, like not all of them turn out to be popular. I don't even want to say successful success. You know, you, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you got to define what success means to you. doesn't always mean being popular. doesn't always mean making money, but, um, you're right. I mean, what you and I both see with many of the clients that we have or artists that are big in our world is there is a tenacity. There's a ferociousness and a drive and a vision from one member or multiple members of the band that, take seemingly you know similar styled music if you and i both queued up any of the black bands you know that you just mentioned and played them for my mom she'd be like it all sounds the same dude you know i can't tell black sabbath from black flag of course she probably could but she's not going to know what made either one popular or one seemingly more popular than the other but you know the resonating theme there is they they do they've got this crunch this grind this beautiful beautiful thing that they have pulled from within themselves and that's really what it is you know you take any of the singers of black flag or you know take ozzy of course you know and there's just there's something that it's an x factor that's for sure and that's what we're talking about when we say you know career you know these are these are we've watched plenty of people come in with one great record maybe two great records and then they fade away because you know, there, there, there's just so many things that have to come together for a band to have a long-term successful career. Yeah, like with 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 like Flag and Sabbath, man. Like you talk to those guys, like there was no choice for them <laughs> to, like you know what I mean. Like those guys were born to to rock, or they were gonna like work in some factory or work in an ice cream shop and would probably just be like, you know, average society living dudes or whatever. Right. Like they, like those guys were on a mission. Like it wasn't a hobby. They made music because they physically had to, like it was, it was just what was within them to do. Like it, there was no, there was no choice. There was no backup plan there. It, like it was dead jail or rock and roll for them, you know? And, uh, and, and there's something about that, you know, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, number two, always putting out consistent, great content. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is my, like one of my key phrases great content done consistently over time. And, you know, the difference between content and, and music in today's day and age is, and, and even in the past, of course, has been video content and things like that, but it also includes your live show, but so much of it is being captured and then, you know, captured for eternity or whatever until the internet fills up, um, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. but you gotta have stuff at regular intervals you know and you got to be strategic with how you roll this content out but again great content is just like killer music it's got some subjectivity to it and 
you know, I say good or good enough content will work until your content becomes great. But what the great qualifier is supposed to indicate to people is you don't get done with something and say, eh, it's good enough. You know, you get done with something and say, I can't do any better. This is my fantastic piece of content. I'm putting it out. And that's, you know, you do that consistently and you do it over time and then you just can't control time. You let time do its thing. Yeah, I mean, I tend to think that consistent is more important than great. Because like you said, you know, great, great is subjective and let's not like, let's not kill ourselves over something that's just going to be blasted out in the webosphere and then just, and then we're just going to put out something else that just buries it deeper into my feed, right? Like, let's not like, let's not overthink greatness. Like, let's focus more on being consistent. Right. And, and if consistency is once a week, like this podcast or once a day, like an Instagram post or whatever, whatever that is, whatever you're committed to, you got to stay, you got to stay consistent with it. Cause man, like any YouTuber would tell you like once they, once you start to lose that consistency or like you begin to lose followers, like you be, you know, people like are, are very fast food mind oriented these days and it like if if you're not feeding them man like they'll move on yeah and you know one thing and and jeremy commented about this that he that he heard and i and i did say this a number of times was there will always be exceptions to every rule so you and i can sit here and say hey man you know in order for our podcast to be you know noticed over the long term we have to consistently put out episode week to week to week to week to week you know maybe we skip one here or there but we're doing it consistently or consistent enough there's going to be examples of somebody that comes in and does a podcast once every six weeks, and it's massive. And we can't control that. We are part of the rule, and we can just, you know, if we become the exception, fantastic. But, you know, don't hold your breath to be the exception in, in any of the advice that you and I give over the course of, of our episodes. Totally. Uh, number three, being fearless, persistent, but not a pest. I mean, that's great. I love the way he summarizes that. Yeah, you know, you got to believe in yourself. And part of believing in yourself means putting yourself out there. You know, if you're scared to approach whoever it may be, you know, Tim Borer at the music conference, that's an opportunity missed. I mean, he's there. And, you know, he might not take on your band that day. And in fact, there's probably less than 1% chance that he will. But you never know. You make an impression on him. Your band keeps growing two years down the line. You know, he remembers you as, well. Wow, there was that cool guy or girl who approached me. And then there's some persistency to it. You know, of course, follow up in whatever capacity. If, you know, if Tim says, hey, email me. Probably didn't, but I surely tell people to email me. Get in there. Persist. Email. Email a couple times. Understand, professionals like you and I, as we've talked about, we're busy. We're juggling a lot of things. We're not necessarily going to hit you back right that minute. And if we don't hit you back after the third email, sorry, dude, you've, you know, like the window is closed. So don't be pesty. Hey, man, where are you? What'd you do? You know, don't go find my Facebook and start messengering me. Hey, did you get the email? Like that's when you become pesty. And that's when you go from, man, I really wish I could have helped these people out, but I didn't have time to. I got no desire to, to lift a finger anymore. I mean, look, here's my tip, man. Be unique. Don't, don't think that by going up to Mike at 
a conference and giving him your CD and sort of passively going like, Hey man, I know you're busy, but like, if you get a second, you know, check this out. We've done X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 or whatever. Like, like for instance, it's like Jeremy here, like got on our radar. He emailed me like, he, you know what I mean? He was, he was unique about his approach. He emailed us. Right. And then he's, and then he's like acknowledged the fact that like, Hey, I'm in my, I'm in Mike's course. Hey, I went to the launch conference. It's like, like, Oh, okay, cool, man. Like, you know, and he didn't like, he didn't try and like sales pitch me. Like he didn't include a link to his band or whatever. And the thing of it is, is I responded to him. Hey man, thanks. This is great. We're going to, you know, we're going to use this for like, you know, for our next episode and stuff. And so it's like, then then there's a relationship being built here, right? And then he's probably gonna send me his music and guess what, I'm gonna listen to it. But like, be unique in your approach. Coming up to any of these guys that is at a conference or like at a show or on the street, like, look man, like we get we get stuff all the time and it's like, come, come to us with a different approach, you know, like, be cool, make a joke, offer to wash our car. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> like, just like come at us with something that's going to make me remember you. I'm not going to remember the, 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 the 50th, you know, like CD I was given in the course of a week or like a link to your like Bandcamp page that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to do that if it's just passive, like be more unique. Yeah. And there, I mean, there is also a little bit of randomness to it. I mean, he did email you this week. Who knows? Maybe this week you weren't in over your head with, you know, tons of stuff, you name it. I, I, I tell people all the time, like, I don't hesitate to send stuff. Of course, you know, part of what 60 Days Assignable, my course is about is making, you know, getting a strategy together so you can send the right stuff so people like myself and yourself will pay more attention. But once you're at that place, you know, still understand, like, whatever approach you're taking, it might just be a crazy week in our lives. I mean, you and I are both adults. We've got adult responsibilities, though we work, you know, more than the average human. It doesn't mean that every minute of every day we're going to check out music. It might mean, like, wow, on a Sunday that I didn't think I had an hour, I decided to pop up an email and listen to something, and it grabbed me. You know, there's some randomness to some of that stuff that, uh, you know, I can't. <laughs> right. I can't but, account but for. for. <laughs> but for me, for me, what resonated with this guy is is the fact that unlike other people that are just kind of like looking for a handout, right? Like he's obviously putting in some effort, which resonates with me in that he went to the launch conference. I don't know how far he had to travel to go there, but he's making some effort to network and get his name out there, right? He signed up for your course. He listens to our podcast. God knows what else he does, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying like he recognizes the fact of like there's some shit out there that I know that I don't know, so I'm going to go educate myself so that I can get a leg up on the competition because I real I realize that this is a competitive space that I'm in, right? Whereas the you know the majority of the emails we get is like, oh, hey man, check out my band. I would love to for you to put us on tour with some of your bands. And and you can always tell that these are like copy and pasted, you know, like form emails that they just send to everybody that they can get a, an info at email address or whatever. And like that shit doesn't resonate with me, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Number four, realizing it takes time, so be patient. Yeah, I mean, this was a big recurring theme for me this year, and I think it's because I've watched a few of the artists that I've worked with for five, six, seven years, you know, start to really come into their own and have some 
you know, amazing successes. You take a band like Carnifex that, you know, sold out the glass house in Pomona. You take a band like Ice Nine Kills that just continues to release amazing stuff and start to get more and more opportunities, you know, and you name it. There's plenty of others, but it's taken a long time. Scott Lewis, you know, from Carnifex, who I love dearly, you know, <laughs> he was hashtagging 12-year overnight success, meaning they've been at it for 12 years. You know, people. some people have only been paying attention to them for two, three, four years, but they've been at it. And so you do have to realize that patience is a virtue. And this is where, of course, I think the exception, many people will come in and throw their hand up. Well, what about band A that, you know, literally on their first album blew up? You're right. That does happen. It's rare. It is why we call it the exception. If you want to be in a band and do this with your life, you have to understand that things take time. So the more you embrace patience, the better you will be. And and that can be challenging. I'm sure you and I both, not only in our musical careers, but in our professional careers, have wanted things quicker than they come to us. But we know that the hourglass, you know, ticks one, <laughs> one pebble of sand or one grain of sand, I should say, at a time. And uh, we can't speed that up no matter how hard we try. Yeah, man. I, it, look, if if you're always looking at the bands and artists that are more successful than you are and going like, oh, man, how come I don't have what they have or whatever? You're always going to be bummed. Right. If you if you look at that and use that as motivation, like, I mean, think about what we do, man. There's managers that are more successful than we are. And a lot of times you go like, man, like that guy's a fucking idiot. Like, why does, you know, why does he have like the big bands? You know what I mean? And I, and, and, and I don't, and, and it's just like one of those things, like you can't look at it so competitively unless you're looking at it as a way to motivate you to go like, fuck man, if that guy can do it, so can I, you know, which is a lot of the reason why, like I started managing, you know, like I was like, oh, Hey man, I, I can do this. Like, I feel, I feel like this has got my name on it, you know? And, and it motivates me to get up every morning and want to kick ass. But if you're just looking at it like all, Hey man, like why does this guy got a free ride and I don't or whatever, you're always going to be bummed because you're always going to find that thing. That's, you know what I mean? Like it's not completely. And you know, I mean, again, our experience allows us to be this way, you know, I mean, five years ago or 10 years ago, I mean, there was plenty of other companies, other managers, other people who had bigger bands, got more recognition, were putting more cash in their pockets, you know, and there still are to this day. But many of those people that were around aren't here anymore. You know, they faded out or fizzled away or maybe they, you know, maybe they struck it rich and sold their company and moved along. But there's plenty of, of both of those. And so you got to, you know, again, I think I'm a testament to not only, like you said, we, we saw that we could do it. We believe that we could offer our artists something. That's really the key here is we didn't get into this because you or I thought we'd be, you know, kicking our feet up, drinking Mai Tais, you know, in, in Hawaii. We got into this because we felt we could help artists get ahead. And that's why we continue to do things like this as the industry has continued to change and thing tools like recording a podcast and having a coaching career on a webinar become available. We do them because we want to help people. Yeah. And, you know, persistence and patience. I mean, this is the theme of this episode. So, you know, just just pointing out, you know, number three and number four, as we lead into number five, 
Yes, a bit of luck seems to be a factor for sure, but I truly feel like that seems to be the main mix for a successful path. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he meant to write it in the exact way that he did, where he says the main mix. But yes, there is some luck, but I think you and many other people have said, you know, luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Yep. Um, you know, and yes, there there are plenty of of examples of artists who got recognized because they played the right show and the right person showed up and then they signed them. And then, you know, the climate was right within the general public that they wanted to hear the certain type of song that they wrote. I mean, it's a lot of luck and coincidence coming together, but, you know, meaning that there's only so much that we can attribute luck to it. Again, I mean, that's such a tough thing to try to bank on and say it's the main mix. Uh, What do you think on that one? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if we can, you know, summarize real quick, uh, his his definition of a main mix is having killer music, putting out great content, being persistent and understanding that you have to be patient. Right. And I, and I think those are like I mean, that's just that's a simple equation for, you know, a successful thought process, I think. And yes, there there, there is luck involved in every situation. But, you know, preparedness uh, meets opportunity. Be prepared, you know, and and create your own opportunity. This is something that Jeremy is obviously trying to do for himself, right? I mean, that's why he's doing all the things that he's doing is because he's he's you know no one's gonna come knock on your door, man. Like he's out there. He's 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 knocking on doors himself. You know, he's not waiting for he's not waiting for you. He's to to knock on his door. Hey, Jeremy, give me your demo. Like I'm so stoked to hear it. No, he's going out there and he's tracking you down. And he's wanting to get in your world and know know more in depth of what you have to say so that he can add that to his arsenal because he wants to succeed. And I back that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Jer. What a a killer episode on that one. Yeah. So anyway, he wraps it up. I really think your podcast and things like Mike's Outer Loop Coaching are great tools for people who are trying to make this their career. So basically, I just want to say thank you. Keep up the awesome show and much respect to you both. And I say, fuck yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. Much respect to you, man. Yeah, and I back that up. That's cool. I mean, this is nice. It's fun to, you know, to have people out there listening and and starting to interact with us. You know, that's something that, of course, we've encouraged from episode one, but we want to continue to hear from people. And I think you've got you got the uh, you got the turn to tell them exactly where to do that, right? Thanks for tuning in. We will be back here next week, as always, because we are fucking consistent. Uh, In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. Because, hey, people, we do this show for you. Consider it a tool for understanding this ever so challenging and confusing business of music. If you have listened thus far, much respect for you to making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? Nah, once again, thank you for walking us through this uh, great episode. If you are listening to this, you know, in the past few episodes, I've been plugging the coaching platform 
my 60 Days Assignable will be closed by the time this episode airs. That said, you can still go over to OuterLoopCoaching.com, sign up for the email list, get my ebook that is yours absolutely for free. We are working on having more courses. I'm really excited about what we're developing. Again, as I said at the top of this episode, I'm so impressed with what we've put together and so excited to get it started that you know the sky's going to be the limit with what we offer in the future. So don't miss out on that. Importantly, related to the podcast itself, uh, share this with a friend or head on over to wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a rate and review. I noticed I looked the other day and we're up to almost 30 reviews and I think all of them were five stars. So we're either doing something right or it's only my mom and, you know, your friends who are liking this thing. You know what I'm saying? But for real, we, we definitely that does help with what we're doing. We do this one for free. At least for the time being. Uh, just kidding. We're doing this one for free because it's something that you and I are both passionate about. So feel free. You guys can follow me, Twitter and Instagram, at Mike O'Loop. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to what we've got, um, you know, after after we go drive fast in our car for our sweet 16th birthday here. Yes. Thanks, everybody. Awesome, man. Have a good one. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.